Hey everybody, what is happening? I would love to welcome you back to the Marley Williams podcast where today I will be interviewing two amazing humans, goddess Brittany King and her beautiful wife, Lisette King. And we are going to do a deep dive into a topic not many people I've ever heard talk about, which is embodied leadership. And embodied leadership is really about moving from self-doubt to self-trust. And how much can you trust yourself as a leader? And these are two incredibly powerful embodied leaders, and I cannot wait for you to dive into this show today. Let's go. Hey everyone, what's happening? I am super stoked to welcome you to the Marley Williams podcast, where we will explore authentic leadership, transformational facilitation, and how to create epic experiences for your audiences every single time. I am your host, Marley Williams, bringing you thought-provoking insights, expert interviews, and actionable strategies to unlock your potential as a leader, facilitator, and speaker. Thank you for joining me on this journey of growth, transformation, and impact. Let's lead together. The Marley Williams podcast begins now. Let's dive in. All right, everybody. I am super stoked to welcome you back to the Marley Williams podcast. And today I get to hang out and interview two of my most amazing friends, Lisette and Brittany who are just phenomenal leaders in their own right and in their own fields. And I just want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being here today. Well, thanks for having us. What a treat. I'm so grateful and excited to be here. Mm, mm, mm. You know, the name of this podcast is Let's Lead Together. And I think one of my favorite parts about our friendship is that I th- we all like lift each other up in our leadership. And I'm just so grateful to get to dive into a really fun conversation with you all today. So since you get to introduce yourselves to this amazing community, I would love for you to share what your work is in the world and maybe a little bit of what brought you to where you are today. So just a little little background, if you will, to kick off our conversation today. Okay, so I am Goddess Brittany King, and I am a pleasure priestess. And what that means is I live in devotion to pleasure and every woman experiencing all the juicy pleasure that the universe has to offer. So I help women move from numb to embodied through sensual movement and sacred rituals. And it is just juicy and alive and life-changing, life-giving work that has truly transformed my life. I was a student of these practices before I even thought about teaching them, had no intention (laughs) Um, until I got called up to share my gifts and wisdom with the world. So it is an amalgam of things that I've learned from other teachers, things that I've studied from nature whispers in my dreams. And it has been something that has created a space for massive transformation with women saying yes to themselves, uh, loving their bodies and leaning in to pleasure. Mm, mm, mm. I am here for it. One One of the things I love is this idea of we teach what we most need to learn. And we, we tend to seek out and be a student of the things that we need and then we 
learn that wisdom and then become teachers of that knowledge and wisdom like we once wish we had, right? Or that we were students of. And so I love hearing like, this is the work that I needed to do. And now this is the the offering that I have to give to the world. So that's so beautiful. I love it. And I'm Lisette King. I am an emotional ninja. And what that means is I'm a trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, a master practitioner of mental emotional release and hypnotherapy, as well as I'm trained in Puna, which is a 120-generation unbroken lineage of Hawaiian shamanism. And I deliver all of that to my clients. I help them discover what is the root, what's the limiting belief, what's the idea that's been keeping you from fully succeeding, fully taking action in your life. And I like to say I serve leaders. That is how I have the biggest impact on the world because those of us that wish to serve are some of the ones that have the biggest blocks. When we remove our own blocks, we're able to just impact on such a greater level. So I'm here to serve leaders and all those who wish to make an impact. That is what this podcast is really all about, right? I think it's, you know, empowering people to say yes to themselves and their message and their mission in the world and to support them in breaking through the the fears or the doubts, uh, the unknowns, and this idea of that leadership can feel lonely or that I have to have all my shit figured out and I have to be healed and be perfect to, to lead. And that, you know, you are both such a stand, I think, for me, for the people that you serve of this, like, just next level of what's possible. And the conversation I'm excited to have with you all today is really about kind of some next level leadership stuff around this concept of embodied leadership and, you know, how to become, you know, a force to be reckoned with, a force of nature, someone who has the capacity to help create breakthroughs for other people on their journey of leadership, on their journey of pleasure. So we'll just jam on this idea of when you hear that term embodied leader or embodied leadership, what comes up for you or what what does that mean to you? And we'll start there. Yeah. So embodied leadership to me means being in my own healing, if that's what I'm helping people do. So to be on the forefront of what's coming up for me, what is the challenge I'm facing that's that could be creating a stumble block for myself and moving through it. And so I am a seminar junkie. I love all things growth work. Yes. <laughs> I think I've spent more on seminars and retreats than I have on my own like college education. And so With that said, you know, I'm constantly sitting in medicine. You know, I spent two weeks in Peru this summer. I go to trainings. And even last week, I took my own medicine where I got to sit with other practitioners and do the, the work that I do on myself. I can only lead people to places I've been. I can't take someone to the dark shadow of their psyche unless I'm willing to go there. Yeah, it's like, how deep are you willing to go? in your own work. And one of the things that I love about leadership is it's never done and there's no there to get to, right? This And being such a growth-oriented leader, it's like, I am doing this work in service of the impact that I'm here to make. 
you know, if I want to take people to these places and lead and guide people through these experiences, I also have to be willing to go there too. And, you know, taking our own medicine as it were and surrounding ourselves like with other people, whether, you know, going to seminars and, and teachers and mentors and guides to really support us in our own journey of that embodied leadership journey. So I love that. I love that. Brittany, what about you? What comes up for you? First, I love the word embodied. It's something that means so much to me. Um, And so many times we can think of embodied as like a fixed destination of like, once I'm embodied, I'll be somewhere Mm -hmm. and I'll arrive somewhere. And so really taking that fixed nature away from the word and allowing it to be a journey is something that resonates to me. So like when I think of embodied leadership, it's this energy of being. Who am I being as a leader? Who am I being when I'm stepping up, when I'm leaning in, when I'm inviting people to come into my space? What is the energy that I'm holding? What's the frequency? What's the invitation that I'm inviting people to? And am I being in alignment with that? Like, am I willing to go into the dark places? Like, am I willing to to sit with you in the discomfort of where we're going? If you want the transformation, am I willing to sit with you in that space of goo? and stickiness and uncomfortability so that we can get to the other side and like, who am I being when I'm in those spaces? Yeah. I I love that so much of not seeing it as like some destination that we get to, but that it's, it's a journey that we are all on. I think as people who are here, not for like a small impact, not to be okay at what we do, but to be extraordinary, to be exceptional, to be epic to me is to, is to really be embodied. And when I was at a seminar, because I am also a personal growth junkie and will, you know, continue to learn and grow myself. uh, I was at this training and they said, Marley, stop trying to be a leader and just be a leader. And it's so subtle and it it caught me off guard and it kind of like rattled me a little bit in like a good way of like as a leader are you willing to rattle the cage for people to break through like the noise or the status quo and it's like oh where am i trying to look good and get it right and be the leader that i think other people want me to be and say the things that i think other people want me to say it's like i can play that game and i've been playing it my whole life And so it's like, am I being authentic or am I trying to be authentic? Am I being embodied or am I trying to be embodied of like, and it's subtle. And it's, I think it's in our energy of, am I doing this to get other people to accept me, to love me, to validate me, or am I doing it from this really clear, clean, energetic place? You know, Preston, one of my mentors says, don't speak unless spoken through of like, as am I letting this energy move through me and not from a place of ego, egoic leadership, was the, which is like the look good, get it right, which I'm very familiar with, but from a place of embodied leadership. And one of my learnings and lessons in that was, you know, to say more and talk less and really tune in to the energy of the space of how do I empower other people to be leaders or, you know, how am I just showing up energetically and not just spewing a bunch of things because I think that that's what leadership looks like. Oftentimes we are given this illusion that being a leader is being in the front of the room and having all the answers and saying all the things. And embodied leadership is a much more, I think, 
as a very high energy person, I've learned the importance of grounding my energy. And I'll share one more thing that I learned at that training around this idea of embodied leadership that they say is that embodied leadership, when you do it well, you create extraordinary results with less effort. And I was like, who doesn't want extraordinary results with less effort? Meaning like, what are the results I want to get for my clients or when I'm speaking? It's like, I want that impact to be profound, not just like, oh, I made this like like subtle shift. It's like, I have helped to create a breakthrough in someone else's life, which is something that I think you all do as well. And yeah, I'm curious if anything comes up for you. Well, yeah, I just like all the light bulbs are, you know, ringing because what it brings up in me is that energy of like, where have I been groomed and raised to be perfect? And hey, in order to do this, you have to be perfect and you have to have all the certificates and you need to have been, you know, certified by everybody and you need to da 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 da. And most recently, when I was on retreat with you, uh, we got an opportunity to each step into our leadership. And one of my little prayers to myself before is be excellent. Mm. Be excellent. And the way I had been using it was kind of like, be perfect. Mm. And it was like, show up perfect, do the perfect thing, be perfect and have this perfect experience. And like, it was, and it was great. And it was impactful. And then someone else showed up with their offering messy af with so much love and reverence like messy af and they were so in the embodiment and the authenticity and it was just this explosion in my mind of like how am i letting myself be and how am i getting trapped in perfectionism as opposed to if my excellent can look different from day to day mm -hmm. and if i ground my excellence in authenticity and vulnerability and leaning in and creating a safe space in that not in bells and whistles and like i have a technique for you you know <laughs> don't worry don't worry you know what can be created from that space it was a it was a beautiful mirror of reflection to be there yeah, that was a beautiful moment, I think, for everybody to realize, like, I think there were a lot of people at the retreat, everyone was invited to lead a 20 to 30 minute exercise. And there was a lot of that illusion of perfection, wanting to get it right and look good and like do all the things. And then someone showed up in their just full on like rawness and realness. And there were tears and goosebumps and like people were moved not because it was perfect, but because it was like, she wasn't trying to be anything other than where she was right then in that moment. And the impact that that had, and like, I think, again, you could talk about the idea of embodied leadership, but to witness someone in that state was just very profound for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to speak into the maximum, how do they say it? Maximum results? Extraordinary results. With less effort. Extraordinary results with less effort. Um, a concept we're taught in Huna is when you're trying to use your own energy, you're sending energy through like direct energy. It's almost like you're using your body like a battery. And so you're giving this person your energy. And then at the end of the day, you're drained out. And then there's this concept of alternating current. Like allow yourself to be the transformer that energy is passing through. 
And you'll never run out of energy. Like the plug never runs out of energy, right? You can plug shit in there all day long. And through learning how to do that, one of the things I could be having the worst day ever. And when it's when it's go time with a client, I will say, use me. <laughs> like spirit, use me for the highest good of these clients, of this person. Help me say the right thing. Because I have the massive toolbox. I've gotten into so many workshops where I have tools on tools on tools. However, to know which one to use, that is direct. That comes from spirit. And there's just such less effort in it. When you use the energy of source, you never run out. I'll leave a breakthrough. I do these seven-hour, they're called breakthroughs, and it's a deep therapy. It's like a retreat in a day. I used to feel so drained out until I learned this tool. And when I learned how to do that, I can finish one and I'm like, hey, what's for dinner? You want to go to that party? Like it's wild how much everything has changed since I've gotten myself out of the way and just become the, the conduit. Yeah, you're the channel. I think that that's what gets to happen when we are embodied. This question just popped up for me of what's the opposite? I mean, I guess I talked about a little bit of egoic leadership, What's the opposite of embodied leadership and or what do you think gets in the way or has gotten in your way of like, again, trying to get it right, whether that's the perfection? Um, maybe we can just like speak into some of that. And then, yeah, I have another question after that. But I'm like, what what stops us? What gets in the way of us being embodied leaders in the world? I think it goes back to what Brittany said about this need to be perfect and this need to show up a certain way. Like, I want to be the guru, the guru on the stage, right? I want to be the one that's delivering a message that's going to make your light bulb pop off or I'm going to blow your mind. And it's making it about you. Like the, the last thing that what we're taught is you, the first thing you tell your client is, I am not the, the thing that's doing the work. You, whatever your higher power is doing the work, I'm just here to support and hold the space and move the energy, you know, and that that humbling admission up front allows the space for me to be human. First of all, people appreciate talking to a human with faults. That's vulnerable. They're like, oh, like you're not above me. You're someone who's gone through and is doing well, as opposed to Nothing to see back there. My life's just perfect. <laughs> totally. And I love that idea of being not being the sage on the stage, but the guide on the side. That's like one of my favorite mantras. It's just like, I love this idea of a conduit and the word facilitate. The root is facile, which is to make easy. What am I making it easier for someone to, you know, break through? And it's easier when we don't put all that pressure. I think what one thing for me is like putting all that pressure on me that... I have to create this breakthrough. I have to create this result. I have to make sure the audience gets it. And we were, you know, at retreat last week and I said, my job isn't for you to get it. And what happens is we create a really graspy energy. Like, did you get it? What about now? Are you getting it? Because people might get it in the moment. They might get it in a month. They might get it in a year. Get it, meaning like the takeaway, the lesson, the learning, depending on where they're at on their own journey. And it's like, my only job is to show up fully, play full out. And I love this idea of to be excellent and then to define what that excellence means for you and separating that from 
the idea of being perfect, right? Yeah. I feel for me, the things that have stopped me is this feeling of I can't trust myself or like there's some not enoughness. There's some not enoughness that is running the story mm -hmm. and then feeling like I can't trust myself. So like I need to have a script. I need to cling. I need to bring in other people. I need to have all of this stuff. And it's truly been my practice of um I use the term I'm a witch. By that, I mean that I'm just connected to nature and the energy of the universe. But leaning into those kinds of practices, it's just like surrender trust, surrender trust, surrender trust. And one of the things that showed up for me is when I first started reading tarot cards. And I had no idea how to read them. Someone gave me this deck in a park. They were like these very smutty, erotic tarot cards. And... Your girl knows erotic. <laughs> I just started saying what I saw with no agenda, no pushing. There was no getting it right. I literally had no idea what I was doing. And then to see people being moved to tears and having big emotional connections. And it was like this aha moment of there is no getting it right. If I'm just allowing myself to just trust what comes through, like, I don't know what baseball means to this person. It has no context for me. But can I just trust that what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling is the right thing and just lean into that with like without any attachment? I was just looking at the smutty cards, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think this idea of being attached creates this like graspy energy and and it's constrictive energy versus expansive energy of like, you know, I need them to get it, or this needs to be the best workshop or the best talk or the best presentation. And everyone needs to have a breakthrough, you know, or whatever. And you're just like, oh, hanging out for dear life. And if it's not, I am a failure. I'm terrible. And one one thing that just came up for me as you were all sharing that is some people might be wondering, yeah, that sounds great, but how do I do that? And I know that both of you have really a powerful personal practice. The question for me was, what are the practices we put in place as leaders to show up in that way, to be embodied? Because it doesn't just happen. I think it happens on purpose because of how we care for ourselves and care for our souls and care for our energy. And I think going back to something that you said of, how can I trust myself? I think embodied leadership calls us up and into trusting our inner guidance, trusting our wisdom, trusting that I'm I'm going to know what I need to say when I need to say it. And it requires a lot of letting go of, I think, a lot of old narratives and stories of like clinging to the script and clinging to the right words and like, what's the right title of the workshop and like all the things. I want to get it right. What are some of your own... I would say like personal practices that help you show up as a powerful leader in the world and with your work that you do. For myself, the medicine I do is the medicine I teach um, is sensual movement and pole dancing. And what pole taught me was how to slow down and listen to my body and that deep resonance that my body doesn't lie and to allow myself to be in a flow state in movement and literally like be on an apparatus where like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I keep catching myself. I keep supporting myself. I keep finding myself in beautiful shapes that I didn't plan. I wasn't 
trying to get anywhere or go any place specifically. And so it, for me, it just keeps recoding into my body in this really physical and visceral way of like, trust yourself, you've got this. Trust me, you've got this. And so that's the space that I create. It's for people to have a somatic experience of truly trusting themselves. And then once it's in your cells, you, you have this memory of this knowledge of like, I trust myself. I got myself. I was able to climb to the top. Like, I don't even know the how, but I felt it. And now I can trust it. And you just keep leaning into that trust and leaning into the trust. And as I've continued on my path, the opportunities for me to lean in have gotten further and further. Like right now, I'm in that smooth criminal Michael Jackson full tilt lead <laughs> with the universe. And, you know, it's a humbling experience, but... I keep coming back to myself and back to these practices of like, this is how I've learned to trust myself and how can I continue to let that flow? I love that. And like, you know, the idea of moving your body, what came up for me was how many people were, are operating from the neck up when it comes to leadership. And when we're talking about, and I think the head up is the ego, the get it right, the intellectual, the script, the plan, all these things and this idea of embodied leadership is dropping into our hearts and our bodies and like, what does it actually feel like in my body to trust myself, right? What does it feel like to be a leader and not try to be a leader? And like, how do I know the difference? What about for you, Lisette? You know, for me and what's been my practice for 11 years now is meditation. I practice transcendental meditation. What I learned from transcendental meditation is that the thoughts that I'm having during those moments of stillness are not actually like real. So what you're thinking about is fantasy, like laundry lists, things of like that aren't actually relevant. And so once those thoughts have been cleared out, all I'm left with is this moment. And in this moment, I can hear something that's bigger than me. I can get a download when I'm done with the chatter. And when a download comes in, I feel that in my body. I had a really beautiful mentor tell me once, question the mind, trust the body. And so all that stuff that's going at the end of the meditation, I kind of like sweeping dirt into a dustpan. You don't question like, oh, is that a toenail already? No, you just sweep it. You, you take it off and you dump it. And then you're like, okay, now I can meet the moment because this is the only moment that I can do anything. I could try to guess what my client's going to go through, or I can sit and listen and then be told exactly how I can support them out of it. Yeah. And, and I think what that does is the idea to me of embodied leadership, it demands your full presence, your full attention, your full awareness. And you know, I call it tracking. <laughs> it's like, I'm taking in so much information. I'm taking in what's being said, what's not being said, the energy, the tone, the body language, and I'm in the moment and really allowing what is going to serve, right? And like coming from that place of just show, show up and serve. And like, I love that use me, right? I'm, I am a conduit for wisdom to come through. And like, yeah, there were moments at the retreat. I remember afterwards, I was like, Brittany, you can feel the difference. People can feel the difference when I was like in the workbook, in the plan, and then when I was just like, boom, dropped in of like, this is just what is here in this moment that's coming through that I think will really serve people. And you get into this almost like flow state. You're like, whoa, this is... And so that's the fun dance, I think. It's like, I can start to notice 
and name when I am in, in there. And then I can also notice and name when I'm like in the get it right space. It's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just, is it working? And the question that just popped for me is, you know, we talked about, well, what is embodied leadership? What gets in the way of it? What are some personal practices to support you? You know, and I'll, I'll name some of mine. And then we'll go to this next piece is spending time in nature. It's like my medicine, my healing, my time to drop in and connect with that something bigger than me. And that's my my magical time. And I also, for me, of like surrounding myself with people who are also like amazing leaders in their own right of like, what are the things that like nurture and nourish my heart and my soul and my spirit? It can feel like, oh, it only has to be a, a solo thing, but it can also be a community thing of like, who's filling me up so that I can show up? And what are those nurturing connections and, and friendships? And you two are two of my favorite humans to get to do that with. It's such an honor. And it's so fun that you're neighbors right down the street. I love it. I love it so much. So I would love to kind of, as we close this final question, what do you think is on the other side for people? Or what have you noticed for you kind of like when we become, and again, not that it's like a destination that we get to, but what's possible from the place and the space of embodied leadership? Like what gets to be possible? What do we get to create? Who do you get to be in the world when you stop trying to be a leader, trying to get it right, and you step into this space? What do you believe gets to be possible? Yeah. I, well, one of the things I I give all my clients a hoodie and on the back it says limitless possibilities. Because the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. Like whatever the fuck you want, that's what's possible. Like we have barely scratched the surface of what's possible. Like in community, in connection and growth and ex expansion and healing. And I just feel like anything's possible, whatever. When you are an embodied leader, you're not trying to create something, you're creating something. You're not trying to create something, you are creating something in that moment. And I, I love that idea of, of limitless possibilities, of where have you put limits on yourself, on your leadership, on your level of impact, on again, what, what you think is possible. And I think it's, it's the invitation is to expand what you believe is possible for yourself. I love that. So good. So good. Mm -mm. What about you, Brittany? I feel like my eyes might start leaking. I just feel so emotional about this question because it's profound <laughs> what happens when you're in embodied leadership and you're just showing up and serving seeing what other people take from that it's like it's beyond beyond anything that i could have ever imagined you know i'm holding the space for possibility and magic and transformation and the transformation that somebody else finds for themselves i'm just like that's what you found in that space oh my god like you found that unshakable self-love you put down that like you deserve less than you found the love of your life like it's the results that i've been able to bear witness to by being in that energy of showing up and serving and being in that space of being spoken through it's so much 
bigger and so much more masterful than anything I could have ever tried to do on my own. You know what I mean? Like the the results are quantum. The results are so astronomically massive that it's just like, wow. And so like being the space for that, for like massive transformation at scale where it's just like, I'm just the conduit and like me humaning is not the thing that's giving you the results. Me holding the space and being in that embodied leadership is creating the space for you to find your own answers and for you to get your own miracles, for you to have your own wisdom. And that's so much more profound than anything I'm like speaking to you. That is just so freaking epic and so beautiful. And I couldn't agree more of this, this idea of what are you a stand for? And to be a stand for massive transformation, to be a stand for limitless possibilities and really being this like space holder for people's dreams, for their possibilities, for their vision and, and how powerful that really is. And at the end of the day, you know, that question that people ask, well, what do you do? You know, how do you even answer that question? It's like, I really think that so much of it is like, I help people believe in themselves. And it's like, you help people believe in what's possible. You help people believe that there's something bigger. And just being that stand and like, people want to be around that. And again, we're not trying to get them to get it, but you're just like, you are getting it. And it's really about, again, helping them tap into their own innate knowledge and wisdom rather than like, again, we think that leadership is just like imparting all of our knowledge and wisdom onto somebody. And like, I don't think anyone changes their life from information, right? We have information everywhere, information overload. If you wanted to learn how to do something, there is a book, there is a YouTube video, there is a podcast. And and information isn't going to change your life. It's the application of that information. And embodied leaders just, I think, know how to hold this space for, you know, I think powerful transmission of that information, how the information gets shared, and then helping other people discover that, again, that innate knowledge and wisdom that's already inside of them for this, like, something bigger that I don't even know is possible when I step into the space of embodied leadership. And I think like, that's the magical playground that I think we all love to play in of how do we help people get extraordinary results with less effort, meaning not grasping, not trying to get them to get it, but just being that space for the growth, for the possibility, for the joy, for the pleasure, for the freedom. And that is what creates massive growth and transformation, which is like, that's what we're all here for, right? Yes. Yes. Would you be open for me reflecting to each of you? Here for it. Here for a reflection. Because like when you were like, you know, how do I explain what I do? From someone who has been held by you and bearing witness, I feel like what you do is you see people. You see people in their greatness and you are a stand for it. You are like a mountain stand for it of like, I see your greatness and like, I am going to reflect to you so hard how great you are. And so I feel like your true gift is vision. Like you see in a way that I have not been seen 
in the way that I have felt the reflection of you seeing me and it has called me up into my greatness Mm -hmm. in a way that I had been afraid to stand in and take up space in before. So I want to thank you so much for that. Yeah, Lisette, I feel your gift is love. You get in there and you love people so hard in the darkest places of where one has felt I'm unlovable with this. Mm -hmm. You just show up with this massive love and it's so healing and so transformative and Y'all, you just have such amazing superpowers. It's just like so good. It's like, do you put that on a card? It's like, I see you. I love you. I love, what do you do? I just love people real hard. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to share this golden nugget that Brittany, to reflect this back to you. And we were talking about, well, why, why do people lead retreats? Out of all the things we could do, why retreats? And we have this list on a flip chart paper. And then like the final thing that I feel like I wrote down that dropped in from somewhere for you was it's the most delicious way to share my love. It's like, what's the most delicious way for me to share my love is to create this like transformational experience in this epically beautiful place and and to hold that space of possibility for people's pleasure and joy and connection to themselves. And you've done that for me. You know, I've worked with you and, and what you do is you're just, you're a stand for that. And for both of you, when I've seen you show up at events and you stand up, we've gone to networking events where you share your 30 second pitch or whatever, the like, here's what I do in the world. For any of us, I don't think it would even matter the words that came out of our mouth because of the energy of who we're being in that moment that people come up to you and they look at you and they're like, I want some of that. Whatever they're on, I want to be on that too. Like, what? where's the train? Like, here's my money. I want to pay my ticket. Like, get on this bus. Embodied leadership isn't just about what you say and having the perfect pitch and saying all the right things. It really is this, like, who are you being? And that people energetically feel that and you become magnetic. And magnets do two things. They attract and repel. So you're going to find the people that are like, where have you been my whole life? And some people are going to be like, you're not my jam. And that's okay. And the thing about it is letting go of that perfection or that for me, that people pleaser of, I want everyone to get it. And I want everyone to like me versus I want to attract the aligned people. I'm not for everyone or the people that were in the energetic field or we're an energetic match as it were. So I am just so grateful for both of you and your epic embodied leadership and love in my life and that we get to nurture each other's growth on this beautiful, beautiful journey. I would love for you to share two things as we close. Any final thoughts for the audience and where can people learn about you and follow you and work with you? Tell us all the things. First thing I would say to answer your first question is the most important person you can be is yourself. When we release our baggage, when we release what's not us, like the shit that our parents put on us or the stuff that society put on us, when we release that and we truly become who we are, that's embodied leadership. We don't like, I don't care who doesn't like me. 
And I know people don't like me because I am who I am. I the first thing I have to say is, is it, is it okay if I cuss during this? Is like to my clients, and they're like, oh yeah, it's good because I have to be myself. And if I'm not your medicine, that's fine. There's so much medicine out there. All roads lead to Rome. And the point is, if you can be the most you, anything you can do to find who you are at your core will set you free. Yeah. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you. And how do people find me? Two things. Mm -hmm. uh, Brittany and I have a podcast called Honest Feedback Podcast, and it's delightful. If you like our banter here, you will love our banter there. Mm -hmm. You can find me on social media, Lisette King Official, or my website, LisetteKing.com, L-I-S-S-E-T-K-I-N-G.com. And I offer a free hypnosis track if you Go over there and get yourself some of that. They're really good and juicy and delightful. Yeah, you can reach me through there. And I'd love to, if you feel the call to work with me, it would be an honor to serve you. Beautiful. I love it. Check out Lisette's amazing work. Break through to, to the other side. Yeah. Brittany, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I guess my final thought is something that's so dear to my heart is leaning into joy what lights you up, what turns you on. And so where is joy leading you? Can you allow joy to lead you into what you're choosing, into what you're saying yes to, into who you be <laughs> in the world? Joy is a powerful way to lead. And so I offer that to all of you. And to find me, I am Goddess Brittany King on Instagram. And my website is also Goddess Brittany King and I offer a free one-hour pleasure activation session. And so if you are interested in what saying yes to pleasure and joy could mean for you, I highly recommend pull this car over, stop your walk, <laughs> click the link, and say yes. It's free. It's no pressure. We're just going to talk and talk about pleasure. Mm, so good. You better take her up on that. That is a gift worth receiving. I will say that. I'll set you reminded me of one of my favorite philosophers, Dr. Seuss. And he says, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive that is youer than you. And the greatest gift that you can give the people around you and the people you serve is being the youest you you could possibly be. And embodied leadership, I think, requires us to learn to love who we are the flaws, the imperfections, all of the things that make us who we are. If you don't know who you are, you can't own who you are. And that's our invitation for you today. And as you're on your journey, I'll plant a little golden nugget. If you're listening to this, when it comes out, I have a upcoming retreat coming out this January in Baja, Mexico. Camp Yes Baja is happening and if you want to step into your embodied leadership and say yes to yourself and kick off the new year with a group of epic humans and me in a beautiful place, you should go to my website, marleywilliams.com and check out the retreats. So that is what's happening in my world. And I am just so, so grateful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for this beautiful, nurturing and potent, powerful conversation. And for those of you listening, thank you for joining us. And we can't wait to see you next time. Have a good one. Peace. 
Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of the Marley Williams podcast. We hope you're leaving here with renewed energy and valuable insights to fuel your leadership, coaching, and speaking endeavors. I'd love to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help us reach more aspiring leaders and speakers like you. We have more exciting episodes and remarkable guests lined up, so make sure to tune in next time. Until then, keep leading with purpose, coaching with heart, and speaking with conviction. This is Marley Williams signing off. See you next week.